Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the five game NBA main set on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you guys cannot watch these YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast of a link down below. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I'll offer that on Patreon.com. couple different packages, esports, NBA, which includes NFL for free. So check that out if you're interested. Again, link down below. And I want to thank Price Picks for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with Price Picks, uh, again, it's basically a site where you're betting on uh, fantasy projections, fantasy points, right? So uh, you're taking over under on fantasy points. So for tomorrow, uh, Sabonis is projected for 44 fantasy points. Do you like the under? Do you like the over there? Right? That's basically the idea. They have NFL, which they have up already, NBA. Uh, PGA, esports, all that good stuff. So you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. We get 100% match up to $100. And finally, I want to thank you guys again. Um, really, really do appreciate the support. Closing in at 8,000 uh, subscribers. If you do enjoy this content, please hit the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos, you don't want to go live. Let's aim for 200 likes on this video. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into this one. Uh, before we talk about players and the prices for this five-game slate, let's look back at the lineup here from Saturday. So Saturday um, was a tale of the blowouts. Uh, some surprise blowouts there. The Dallas one really killed me. Dallas one really killed me. I was about 10 points away uh, from cashing in GPPs. And yeah, just uh, Luka only playing three. I mean, I know Luka was chalk, so like that didn't matter too much, right? He was 80% owned in this tournament. But Brunson, James Johnson, that hurt. Plus the fact that four fouls in like 14 minutes for James Johnson with no Porzingis. Yes, I am very uh, tilted about that one because I thought James Johnson was a pretty nice contrarian play. He was 3% owned with no Porzingis in just a smash spot and gets the foul shovel. So nothing you can do there. Uh, Brunson, yeah, so I originally had Monte Morris here. I was kind of hoping for Jamal Murray to get ruled out. Uh, Jamal Murray ended up playing, so I pivoted to Brunson. Again, wasn't like on, wasn't doing terrible. If he plays that fourth quarter, probably does decent. So again, the blowout really did hurt me, prevented me from from the cash. Um, rest of my lineup: Kendrick Nunn, um, thirty-two fancy points. He was solid. Uh, Josh Jackson was all right, twenty fancy points. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, uh, fifty-eight fancy points. Again, he was a clear clear play here. Fifteen percent of people faded him. Still don't understand that one over in the last video, right? He shot two of 16 and still put up almost 40 fancy points. So I was like, I don't really get the people, the 15% of people that faded him unless you're I mean, even trying to get super, super and train. I still don't really get it. Um, yeah, Luca was the clear play. Just the blowout killed him. I mean, he had almost 50 and three quarters. So, um, nothing you can do there. Cam Johnson, this game goes to overtime and Cam Johnson gets injured. So I, like, I finally luck into overtime and, Cam Johnson doesn't play at all in the overtime because he gets injured. So, ugh, just just annoying there. Now, I can't really complain that much because I did have a low-owned Jokic that did get overtime. So, it's like, yes, Cam Johnson did get injured and did not play the overtime. But I did get really lucky with Jokic overtime. So, it's like, eh, I can't complain too much there, right? Um, definitely, that was lucky. Like, no doubt about it. Like, Jokic smashing overtime. I got lucky there 100%. So, like... Yes, I got, I got a little bit unlucky here with Cam Johnson injury plus Dallas blowout, but did get a little lucky with uh, the uh, Jokic overtime. So, I mean, I was, was close to the cashing in these tournaments, but um, that's that's what I got for the look back, guys. So, um, let's take a look at this five-game slate. I think we only have two games. Yeah, two games out right now in Bavada. 
Charlotte and Orlando, it's a 215.5 over under. The Magic are 1.5 point favorites. Knicks and Blazers, a 213.5 over under. The Blazers are 3.5 point favorites. So let's go team by team, and we'll start with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Cleveland's a team I don't have a ton of interest here going up against Boston. Andre Drummond, Jared Allen, splitting the center mitts. No interest there. I know Andre Drummond still won for 50 fancy points in limited time, but I'm not going there with Jared Allen there. Colin Sexton's been solid. He has. 63 in double overtime, 41 in 30 minutes there against Brooklyn. Um, the matchup isn't as good. Like, Brooklyn is a team we want to attack, right? We saw what Bam just did. None had a good game. It's like Brooklyn is a team I want to attack going forward. They just don't play a ton of defense. This is not necessarily the best matchup, but it's not like he's been playing big mitts either. He played 38 in double overtime, so 28 in regulation, and 30 there against Brooklyn So or in the most recent game. So it's like, mm, I'd be a little bit careful. I'm not, I'm not saying he's like a terrible play, but... Just be just be a little careful there with uh, Colin Sexton. I'm not going to get to Nance that price. I'm not paying uh, 6-1 for Osmond. Again, Jared Allen off the bench. Uh, did only play 19 minutes. Just not enough for me at that price. Uh, Torian Prince at 4-4. I mean, he played 22. Probably gets around 20 minutes. I think he's like an okay value play, I guess. But there's really just not a ton I like on the Cleveland side. Okoro will get some minutes. But again, he's just a low, low usage guy. I don't know if we have to go there. Right, let's move on to Boston. So Boston... Um, still apologize for the guy on Patreon uh, a couple days ago. That was high on Jalen Brown. Uh, and I was like, eh, I don't really like Jalen Brown. Like, not, well, didn't say he was a terrible play, but I was just like, I don't really think. I, I preferred other plays, and Jalen Brown went for 62 fantasy points. So I know I've said it a couple times in these videos, but always go with your gut, right? I'm going to be wrong a lot. I am. Like, there's just, there's just no doubt about it. I'm going to be wrong about a lot of things. Was definitely wrong about Jalen Brown last slate, and that's why you always go with your gut, right? If you're really high on a guy going into it, don't let myself or someone else talk you off him, right? Go with your gut on that, right? Like, I didn't really like Jalen Brown, but he went off. Um, so the the price at 8.6K didn't really move. The matchup's solid here. I think he's firmly in play, right? With no Jason Tatum, he is going to be the number one guy. We just saw the upside. Now, he has had, had some floor games, right, of 36, 39 fancy points. I'm not saying he's a must play, but the upside is there with Jalen Brown with no Jason Tatum. So, um, yeah, I think Brown is firmly in play at the top. Kemba Walker... I want to see what uh, the news is with his minutes. So he was limited. They said, I think going into it, yeah, 25 to 28 minutes, and he played 29, and he was pretty solid in 29 minutes. So if we get news that there's no minutes limit for Kemba Walker, then I do like him. If he's still on like the 26 to 28 minute uh, limit, then I think he's just like a fine play. So that's something to keep an eye on for sure with Kemba Walker and his limit. Um, Marcus Smart's at 6-1. I actually don't think that's a terrible price for him. He's had 37 fancy points in back-to-back games. Like, usually he hovers around the 30 fancy point marks. So, like, I think it's a fine. Right? He's playing the big minutes. He's a guy who can get you the peripheral stats. So I think Smart's like an okay play. Probably not get to Tice or Thompson. Pritchard's out. Jeff Teague still only has played about 18 minutes. He's not getting a ton of run. So I don't love it. I mean, you can still go there in tournaments, but not super, super excited about it. Last guy I'll mention is Robert Williams at 3.5K. Should play about 15 minutes. This is a better matchup here against the Cavs. I think he's like an okay punt play, right? Because he's a good point per minute guy. We've seen some big games from him in limited minutes. 35 and 20, like 20 and 17, 30 and 23. So it's like this guy, if he gets like 15 to 20 minutes, he can have a nice game. So yeah, I think Rob Williams is an okay value play there at that price. All right, let's move on to Charlotte. So Charlotte, Gordon Hayward. I still like just, I just never know what to do with him. He's just up and down. Um... One for 50 last game. So it's like the upset is there with Gordon Hayward, but really, like, it's just strange. Like, he's just been really incons- inconsistent up and down. Um, 
you know, matchup against Orlando isn't bad. They, they actually haven't been that good defensively this year. So, like, Gordon Hayward is, like, a, a decent play there in the mid-range. LaMelo Ball seems a little pricey just off the minutes, right? Only played 17 the last game. Wasn't in foul trouble, just didn't play great. So, it's like, yeah, I just, I don't know if I can pay 7.2K for him. P.J. Washington with Cody Zeller back. Don't love it because he's not going to play as much as the small ball five. Barely played any of the small ball five, so I'm probably not going to go there. Now, Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, normally I would avoid, but with minutes recently for these guys, they're much more viable. 36, 37, 38, and 38 minutes for Devontae Graham. Terry Rozier, 36, 37, 38, and 39 minutes. So it's looking like the starting guards here for Charlotte are finally getting the consistent minutes. Because earlier in the year, right, they would kind of go with the hot hand. We saw games where Devontae Graham would struggle and play like mid-20s minutes. They'll go with Amala Ball. Seems like they're getting more consistent minutes. Now, sure, anything can happen, right? One of these guys can struggle. They could go with Amala Ball. Not saying that's out of play, but just but going off what we've seen recently, I think you can feel a little bit more comfortable targeting these Hornets guards. So I actually do have some interest there in Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham because of the consistent minutes with them recently. So I think both firmly in play there in the mid-range. Biombo at 4-3, he actually still got some decent run with Cody Zeller back. He played 28 minutes. He still started. Um, if he starts again, I think he's like an okay value play. If he's going to continue to play like mid-20s minutes, again, it's not he's not like a super high usage guy, but I think we could look to him for value. Again, Cody Zeller only played 11 minutes, so don't love that. He wasn't in foul trouble either. Miles Bridges at 4-2, should play about 20 minutes. Uh, I don't love that either, but yeah, that's it for Charlotte. So let's move on to Orlando. Uh, Nikola Vucevic at 9.1K, I think looks like a really, really good play. Um, kind of struggled shooting the ball. He struggled shooting the ball last couple games. 11 of 27, 10 of 29. Has still basically put up 50 fantasy points in each of those last two games. Now, sure, right, this game did go over overtime, so, you know, did get lucky there. But um, I think Nikola Vucevic in this matchup looks like a really, really good play. And he just seems to always go under-owned. Um, basically every single slate. He just always is under own. So I do like Vucevic in 9-1. I do like Aaron Gordon, too, at 7-4. This is where the offense is running uh, through as the top two, uh, you know, forwards here, forward center for uh, Orlando Magic. So, um, yeah, Vooch, Aaron Gordon, I think both firmly in play. Aaron Gordon, the last two games, 61, 43, and 44 fantasy points. And, again, he's stuffing the stat sheet. Like, this is what I like to see. We're even getting some point guard Aaron Gordon, right? It's true. That one slate, actually, they still have him listed as a point guard because he actually is running the point guard at times. Um, the The floor of the assists is there. 10, 7, 9 assists is rebound the ball. Um, I do like Vooch and I do like Aaron Gordon both a good amount. Now, Evan Fournier had a good game last game. I just don't play this guy. He had a good shooting game. Sure. If you want to go back to the ball, I think that's fine, but just someone I don't play. Um, he'll play, you know, probably around the 30-minute mark. Uh, he did have nine assists. Definitely an outlier. Like, he's not a guy that's going to get you a ton of assists. Normally, pretty scoring dependent. So, um, he's not a terrible play. It's just, I don't play guys that are just relying on scoring that pricey. Same thing with Terrence Ross. Anthony, yeah, that price, eh, don't love it. Ken Burch for value, I guess, is okay. We'll play about mid-20s minutes. But that's it for the Orlando side. So, let's move on to Atlanta. Atlanta got him out of their stats with Trey Young. This is pretty big news. Um, he is questionable um, at 9.4K. I would think, you know, in a close game, he probably plays mid 30s minutes so um i do think if trey young does play i like him for gpps i know you know the milwaukee match but sure drew holiday is a good defender i get it but like he's flashed the upside here 
50, 55, 66, and 56 fantasy points the last four games. So um, Trey Young, if he does play, I do like him here for GPPs. Now, if he's out, curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. Do they move Rajon Rondo into the starting lineup? Do they move um, a guy, where is he? Brandon Goodwin, who was actually somewhat popular last slate. They might. So it's like, got to keep an eye on that. If if uh, Trey Young is out, I would really like whoever starts. Would guess it would be Rondo, but it could be Goodwin too, I guess. Um, or they could move maybe Herder to like the point guard and run like a little bit of a bigger lineup. We'll see. So that, that's something to monitor. Uh, if Trey Young is out, that's a boost to obviously everyone else. Like Capella, Collins, Hunter, Herder, uh, or Hunter and Reddish would all get a, a pretty big boost. Now Capella at A5, I think we got to be a little bit careful here. He went for 76 against Detroit. I know, absolutely smashed. Went for 63 against Minnesota. Had 10 blocks. We are not going to get even close to 10 blocks again from Clint Capella. So, yes, I realize how good of a stretch he's gone on. 54, 54, 76, and 63 fancy points. But at 8.5K... I just think he's more of a secondary play at that price. People can go back to the wall. I'm not saying he's a terrible play, but I don't think he continues this level of production. Um, so at 8.5K, I'm probably going to look elsewhere. John Collins at 7K, I think, would only be viable if Trey Young is out, right? He's really taking a backseat uh, when Capella is healthy. So like Collins is a guy I'm probably not going to look to. Now, Hunter and Reddish are guys I think are both viable plays. Like They're, okay. they're always like filler plays for me. Um, should play around 30 minutes or so each. Um, if Trey Young is out, then these guys get a, a pretty uh, sizable boost and would be a little bit better. Same thing with Herter there. Um, yeah, Gallinari, not super interested in him. Only played 15 minutes in his first game back for a while. And then again, I mentioned Rondo, Goodwin, possible value plays if Trey Young is out. All right, let's move on to Milwaukee. So Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, was a big letdown for me the other uh, day, but I'm fine going right back to the wall here. This is a much, much better matchup here against Atlanta. The price actually went down $100, So, um, and he's playing big minutes in competitive games. He's playing about 35-plus minutes in the close game, so I really like Giannis at the top. Um, you know, he has, honestly, like, he's struggled in the big games. He struggles in the playoffs. He struggles, it seems like, against the best competition. This is not the best competition, right? So it's like, I'm fine targeting him here. It's a good matchup. Uh, he should play mid-30s minutes in a close game. I do really like Giannis there at the top. Don't even mind Knowlton and Drew Holiday. I know Drew Holiday got the price bump out of the big game, but both these guys are fine. Again, in a good spot. They're playing big minutes, right? Middleton, Holiday are still like high 30s minutes. Both those guys are in play as well. Uh, Brooke Lopez, I think, is a fine play at 5-4. He's also getting extended minutes-wise. Now, again, at times, can be a little bit score independent, but he's playing 30, 34, 34, 33 minutes. Um, I think he is definitely a solid play there in the mid-range. Not super interested in DiVincenzo. Bobby Portis at 4-5. Minutes going down on him, right? 17, 14, 16. So hard to get super excited there. Guys like Conanton, DJ Augustine are usually the guys I look to on like small slates if I need, really need value. But in this slate, I'm probably not going to look to either of them. All right, let's move on to Washington and San Antonio. So this is the big game uh, for DFS. And I'm not probably not for real life Washington, shorthanded Washington team against the Spurs. But for DFS, this is where you want to focus your, tar- your attention. So... Big news, Russell Westbrook questionable. Also, take a look at the rest of this roster, right? They don't have a lot of healthy bodies. Um, So if Russell Westbrook is out and if Raul Neto are out, I believe they have eight healthy bodies. So Beal will be one, Robin Lopez two. 
Robinson three, Matthews four, Bonga five, Alex Lenz six, Cassius Winston seven, Gill eight or nine, Bell nine. So they have nine healthy bodies if both Westbrook and uh, Roll Neto are out. So if Westbrook is out, obviously Beal at the top looks like a really good spend up. Um, he's in, in the most recent games. I mean, he's been really good. 54, 79, 50, and 64 fancy points. He will do if Westbrook is out, he will have the ball in his hands more. Uh, so it can get some more assists, you know, probably some more rebounds. Again, it's a good matchup. So would really like Beal at the top if Westbrook is out. Now, if Westbrook is in, then it's a close one here with Westbrook versus Beal. You know, for me, I might give the edge to Westbrook, even though I know he wasn't great that last game. I just think he has, a, when both play, I think Westbrook has a little bit of a higher floor. Beal probably has a little bit of a higher ceiling when he's hitting a shot. So again, you got to make a tough call there. Um, so that that is pretty big news. If if Westbrook and Raul Nets are out, then again, they're going to be really, really thin. So Robin Lopez will start at the center position at 4-6. It's fine. I know we had a decent game last game, but I don't love it. I personally would probably rather get to a guy like Alex Len or even Jordan Bell. Um, Alex Len, again, got waived by um, the Raptors, picked up by the Wizards. I would assume he probably is the backup center and probably gets, you know, around 15, 20-ish minutes. So I would actually, yeah, I would prefer Len to uh, Robin Lopez. And even a guy, Jordan Bell, who we haven't seen at all this year. But he's actually a decent point-per-minute guy. And I would assume it would have to be in the rotation if all those guys are out. So, like, those two do intrigue me for value. Like, a guy like Jerome Robinson's at 3-5. Again, I need to see the starting lineup, but I would think he would have to play some decent minutes. I would like him for value. Um, let's see, what else? Matthews is a good shooter, viable play. Bonga, a normally pretty low usage guy, but, like, I would assume he would have to get some decent minutes too. So, definitely, Washington's the team I want to um, look to for some value. Depending on some of those injuries, a guy Cassius Winston, the MSU product, Barely has played it all this season, but again, a good score. So it's like, we'll have to keep an eye on the status of Roland Neto and Westbrook. If Westbrook is out and Neto plays, I would assume he starts and probably plays mid-20s minutes. He'd be an okay value play. So really, Washington's kind of a wait-and-see uh, approach right now with Westbrook and, and Roland Neto. All right, let's move on to the Spurs. So Spurs, normally a team I don't love, but we do have one injury news, DeJounte Murray. And it didn't look good. I do not expect him to play. So with him out, that's like 30-ish minutes to go around. And again, this is a really good matchup. So I actually do like the Spurs here. DeMar DeRozan at 7-6, I think is underpriced. In a close game, he probably plays mid-30s minutes. He's been their most consistent player. I do really like DeMar DeRozan on the slate. Keldon Johnson's definitely viable to at 6-4. Again, with no DeJounte Murray, I assume we probably get around 30 minutes. I know he's been up and down, but I think he's viable. LMA probably gets about 30 minutes. Uh, again, great spot. He's in play. Um, Rudy Gay played mid-20s minutes. I think he's a viable option. Patty Mills got the big minutes boost. He played 37 minutes the last game. So, like, if he starts, I think he would be an okay play at that price. Again, Lonnie Walker probably gets a little bit more run. He's at 4-3. I do. So, like, really, I'm interested in all kind of the main guys for San Antonio. Vassell at 4-1 is, like, an okay play, too. We probably get about mid-20s minutes. So, like, all those main guys, really, 1, 2, 3, 4, Five, six, like the top seven guys to the Spurs, I I have interest in. My favorite for sure is DeMar DeRozan, right? Just because he's been the most consistent. But this is a fantastic spot with one piece missing, most likely missing. I do have interest in all the Spurs guys. Finally, New York and Portland. So really, really good matchup here for the New York Knicks. Julius Randle, 9-2. I mean, I've been on him last couple slates. I'm fine going right back to the wall. The price isn't moving. Now, sure, he's not actually playing the 40 minutes a game. He's only playing 36, 
but he's still in a really good spat. And again, he's stuffed in the stat sheet. So I do like Julius Randle a good amount. Don't mind RJ Barrett too, playing similar minutes. I think the, the floor and ceiling is higher with Randle, but I think Barrett's definitely viable. Mitchell Robinson at 5'8". The minutes are going down on him, 27-29. Not great. They're actually going up on a guy like Nerlens Noel, who I think is an intriguing value play here. He's played 20 and 19 minutes. It's not like Mitchell Robinson has been some foul trouble. So if like this trend is going to continue and Nerlens Noel is going to play close to 20 minutes, I actually think he's a pretty good value play. Now, will it? I'm not sure. Um, Alfred Payton, the minutes have been a little up and down on him. Um, but again, decent decent play. Him and Quickly will split the minutes. Um Alec Burks is a guy that does uh, seem a little bit underpriced. First couple games back from the injury, 31 and 27 minutes. He shot the ball terribly, 3 of 14. Still put up 20 fancy points. So, like, again, great, good matchup here. I do have some interest in Alec Burks at that price. And quickly, if you think Alfred Payton struggles, you can go to quickly. He, Him and him and Alfred Payton are, playing the, are strictly playing the point guard. So, it's like, if Alfred Payton plays 40 minutes, then Amanda Quickly is only going to play 8 minutes, right? So, that's negative correlation. Do not play them both together. If you think Alfred Payton struggles, go quickly. If you think Alfred Payton plays well, then you probably want to look to Alfred Payton. So, um, yeah, tough one there. It's just a matter of what happens there at point guard. They're kind of going with a hot hand. I do want to mention Reggie Bullock is doubtful. Now, he wasn't playing huge minutes, but that would maybe, I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup, but maybe make a guy like Obi Toppin or even Kevin Knox a little more viable. So, like, yeah, these guys haven't been playing a ton of minutes. 12 in back-to-back games for Obi. Um, 11 and 12 for Knox, but they might play more uh, with Reggie Bullock out. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, possible value play is going to love it, but uh, a little bit more viable. And finally, Portland side. So it's actually not a good matchup, really. Like New York has been good defensively, but Damian Lillard with no Nurkic and no Siege McCollum, I think he still looks really good at 10K. Even at 10K, again, it's just the offense is going to be Damian Lillard. And I do really like Anis Cantor too at 6'2". Sure, the Knicks play slow. They've been a better defensive team, but it's like we should get about 30 minutes from Ennis Cantor. I do think he is underpriced. And then we get to the wing. So it's like, this is just tough. Rodney Hood had a good shooting game that last time they played. He shot 9 of 14. So be careful, right? Kind of score independent. Then they have Derek Jones Jr., Gary Trent Jr., Mello, and Covington. I just, I never have a good feeling about these guys. If you want to take a shot at one of them, sure. Sure. Like all these guys probably play somewhere around. I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes, I would say. Like, all these wings probably play around 20, 30 minutes. If you want to take a shot on those guys, fine. Again, I know Rodney Hood had the good shooting game last game. If you want to go back to the ball there, sure, you can do it. But just, like I said, be careful a bit with Rodney Hood. He shot 9 of 14. He's not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats, and he's not going to shoot that well again, most likely. So, yeah, all the wings are viable, but I don't know if one really stands out. Uh, and that's really it for the breakdown, guys, of the five-game slate on Sunday. So I think that's going to do it for the video. Uh, if you have been enjoying the content so far, guys, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos you don't want to go live. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow.